0: Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. Yes, they deeply wounded you, but you have the choice whether to stay deeply wounded or to get healed and move forward. We don't have to remain broken. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. In Jesus' mighty name, let your heart say amen. All right. Well, briefly, we're going to speak from the subject of I feel like going on. I feel like going on. Let's go to Proverbs, Proverbs 17. We're going to start there tonight, Proverbs 17. And it's so good that uh, you've come to receive the word of God because not a lot of there aren't a whole lot of people, especially during the holidays that want to come to church, they want to do other things. But those of you that have come out to receive a word from the Lord, um, I'm telling you, it is all always very vital. The Lord will always be faithful to give you that missing part that you need. Amen. Proverbs 17, we're going to look at just one verse here, Proverbs 17. And we're really, we're still in the same series as we we're working on on Sundays. same series, The Force of Peace. The force of Peace, we're just going just a little bit of a little different direction here on Wednesday night. I don't often get to speak with you on Wednesday night, uh, but I think that I will, of course, tonight and uh, the following Wednesday night. Then after that, we'll go into uh, some other things so that we can be ready uh, for the coming year for 2012. Now here again, it's important before we get to this, it is important that we have goals. It's important that we have a vision, a dream. Uh, about what's coming forth in this new year, this new calendar year. Uh, We know that by God's uh, calendar, uh, we've already begun the new year uh, with Rosh Hashanah. Amen? Amen. But as we approach this new calendar year, this new calendar season, if we don't want things to be the same way they were this year, then we've got to prepare ourselves uh, for the coming year, for the coming year. It's impossible for us to move forward unless we have a destination in mind. If you don't know where you're going, you're gonna stay in the same place. You must have a destination in mind. Where are you going? What are your dreams? What vision do you have? Um, what's uh, what's ahead of you? What's ahead of you? What are you hopeful for? What are you hopeful to receive? If we don't have any forward motion, if we don't have any forward momentum, if we don't have a forward goal, a plan, a view, then we're going to stay right where you are. Hear it again. uh, Let me remind you, it is better to live life by design and not by default. Those that live life by default are sitting, waiting on something to happen to them. You're waiting on something to happen to you. And you can sit that way for 30, 40, and 50 years until you die and nothing ever happens to you. We've got to make something happen. Amen? Amen. This is what God's calling for, a nation of warriors, a nation of fighters, those that would take life. And, I mean, you're taking hold of the brass ring and you're going to declare that it will give you what is yours. Are you hearing me? We're not ones that's going to wait by the side of the road and wait for something to happen. No, we are world changers. Not talking about the name of the ministry. It is true. We are world changers. And those that will change the world are not sitting by the side waiting on something to happen. They're involved. They're getting involved. They're making things happen. And I pray that that is your desire to make something happen. Amen? Amen? You know, one of the things the Lord told me, and we're going to get to Proverbs 17, but one of the things the Lord really told me is that his people will hear his word. His people will always hear his word. I'm telling you, the Lord said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow and they follow. So if we have a problem of hearing his voice, maybe we are not his sheep. And we need to go back to the source and talk to him. Amen. Amen. All right, let's go to Proverbs 17. Let's get some power. Let's get some power that will take us forth and uh, get us success in life. All right, Proverbs 17, verse 22. Just one verse. It says, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. That's all we want to see just for tonight. We're going to look at some other things, but that's our main primary void uh, verse there. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. Now, many of the body is in that second part of the verse. Hear me. Many of the body, or many of us are in that second part of the a verse. But a broken spirit drieth the bones. Many of us, many of the people that go to churches, are, are have, or many people around the world, should I say, have that second part, a broken spirit. We're going to talk about that. A broken spirit. But before we get to the broken spirit, let's look at the very first part: a merry heart does good like a medicine. Now, a merry heart, a merry heart is one. The word "merry" means joyful. It means glad. It means merry. A merry heart. Now, the word "heart" uh, in the uh, in the in the Hebrew means the inner man. It means the mind. It means the will, it means the, of course, the heart, it means understanding, it means soul, it means knowledge or thinking. So here again, as we, Sundays we talk really about the mind in uh, the Force of Peace Part 4, we're going to really be looking at a little bit more about the mind tonight. So it says a merry heart or a joyful heart, or we can also say a joyful mind, and I believe the Hebrew word here for heart is lave. We can say a joyful mind or joyful thinking does good or do your body good like a medicine. We know what medicine is, right? It's a cure. It's some type of cure or healing. So a merry heart or a joyful heart, or we can say mind here, lave also means mind or thinking or understanding, a joyful mind or joyful thoughts or joyful thinking will affect your body will bring healing to the body joyful thoughts or uh, joyful thinking will bring healing to the body it does good like a like a medicine well now the Word of God is very very clear now what brings joy to the mind what brings joy to the mind here again a joyful heart or a joyful mind Uh, does good to the body like a medicine. It brings a cure to the body like a medicine. Well, the Bible declares that uh, God's word uh, brings joy to the hearer. God's word brings joy to the hearer. Now, we can look at that. You don't have to turn to it, but you just make a note. Um, We see in Luke 8, verse 13, it says, as the Lord gives the parable of the uh, sower of the seed, or rather so so of the seed of which the seed of course uh, is the word of God he says in Luke 8 13 uh, they on the rock are they which when they hear receive the word with joy and these have no root uh, which for a while believe and in time of temptation fall away but we can have root in God's word The good ground that the Lord talks about here and also in the book of Luke also receives the word of God with joy. When the word of God comes, it comes to bring joy. Okay, now the word of God, of course, can cut. And uh, but if we receive the word of God, even when the Lord brings us a word of correction, we know that that word of correction is for our good. If, you're, if we're heading down the expressway and we're flying down the road 75 miles an hour and you just know that that's the right way you're supposed to go and someone calls you on the cell phone and tells you, well, no, you're supposed to be going west instead of east. Now, you can curse the person out all you want to, but if you're going in the wrong direction and they call you and give you that word of correction, you better start rejoicing. Because every moment you continue down that road, you're getting further and further away from where you want to be. So, God gives words of correction. And when he does give words of correction, understand that he, uh, the Bible says he chastises or rebukes those that he loves. So, if we cannot receive correction from God, something's wrong. And we, have lost, we have lost focus. We have lost, uh, we have lost direction. And, uh, but when God gives words of correction, they are for our good and it should bring us joy. Ultimately, it should bring us joy. It may not feel good at the moment when we are corrected, but ultimately, it will bring joy. Amen. Amen. Didn't feel good when my daddy corrected me, my mom corrected me, but ultimately, it did bring me joy as I learned the right way. Amen. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians, uh, chapter 1, verse 6, it says, And ye, this is first Thessalonians chapter one, verse six, and ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. You receive the word in much affliction. Affliction simply means hard times, Something bad, terrible is happening all around you, but you receive that word in much affliction with joy, with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So when God's word comes in, it will bring you joy. It will either there immediately, immediate joy, as the Lord may prophesy to you or declare you something, declare to you something that is about to happen. It can bring you immediate joy. Or if it is a word of correction, you may not like it at the moment, but eventually as you get back on the right road and get to where you want it to be, uh, right, you get to the place where Jesus wanted you to be, you'll have joy at that time. Can we understand that? So, here again, let's go back to um, Proverbs 17. It says, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. The word heart there, of course, being indicative of mind. It talks about mind in the original Hebrew. So, we know that a merry heart or joyful thinking, joyful thinking, or thinking on the Word of God, keeping our mind Stayed on the Lord, as we said there in the book of Isaiah 26, right? Keeping in mind here, we hear joyful thinking will actually affect our physical body. Joyful thinking or thinking on the Word of God will actually affect our physical body as we meditate on the Word of God. Isn't that wonderful? And so the Bible says it goes on to say the second part. Now, we're really going to really zoom in on this second part, really going to zoom in on the second part, because there are a lot of people that are stuck right there, stuck with a broken spirit, broken spirit. Now, the word broken, I I really want to get into that. The word broken means stricken. Now, the word stricken is the past tense of the word strike. So we know that a broken spirit is one that has been struck. Okay, a broken spirit. Uh, the word broken uh, means also wounded. It means deeply affected as with grief, fear, or even emotionally. A broken, someone broken. Now, spirit here in this uh, context, this, this Hebrew word here means vigor. Broken vigor. Uh, it means uh, courage. It means, uh, it means to, um, it means wind, it means breath, it means mind again, but more particular is talking about vigor, courage, uh, life, life, or we can even say animation, or it is even the will or the drive or determination to go on, Okay. So this word spirit really means in a capsule size, the will or the drive to go on as we speak from the subject tonight of, I feel like going on. There are a lot of people that don't feel like going on. They have a broken spirit or a broken drive. Their drive to go forward has been wounded, has been corrupted. Now. We can be that brokenness here again means to be wounded, to be affected, to be affected deeply. Something has hurt them to the core. Something has disappointed them. They've been struck with disappointments. Uh, They have been struck with worries or something didn't go the way they thought it should have gone and uh, or something didn't happen as fast as they thought it should have happened. And they have been struck, struck, struck. Struck time after time after time after time. And after a point, they have become so wounded that they no longer want to go further. And so they will sit in church or they will sit in life um, having an indifferent attitude. Now, please hear this. My God, I thank God the God's people are hearing me. They will have an indifferent attitude. Indifferent means to care less. Indifferent means, well, if it lives or if it dies, we have it. Well, we don't. Um, You just don't care having an indifferent attitude. Now, having an indifferent attitude stems from hurt. It stems, it can stem from neglect, it can stem from abuse where they will sit. Many people will sit in their homes their, uh, and they will, they will live lives well beneath their privileges in Christ and just stop caring. Just, just stop caring. The word of God can go forth and they will hear the word of God but it just goes over them. They just stop caring because they become so wounded. Now they... Many have refused. They have put up the walls and they refuse to believe. And that is not God's will for your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you tonight? I thank God that God's people are hearing. Amen. And so here in the Bible says that a broken spirit, there is something broken like a broken car or like a, a broken latch or a broken toy or whatever. Broken, it is not working anymore. It is wounded. A wounded spirit, a broken spirit. Your drive to go forward is broken. Don't want to move anymore. Don't move anymore. The Bible says that when that happens, when the spirit is broken, it does what? It dries the bones. It dries the bones. Now, bones uh, in the Bible always talk about strength or someone being strong. And uh, the word dryeth in the Hebrew uh, means to wither or to become dry or lifeless. So when it says dries the bones, it's talking about withering, having withered strength. And you think about individuals that have no drive to go forward. Uh, something is broken in them. They, because you understand, if a person has no drive to get better or no drive to better themselves, they're broken. It's broken. That's not normal to sit. The, even the Lord says, that uh, the Bible declares that those that sat in darkness saw a great light. There are people that sit In darkness, but they'll sit there until light comes, until a change comes. But some, even seeing the light, are so doomed and gloomed upon themselves and will not move until someone really has to come over and shake them. Shake them. Shake them. Light has to come and enter in. But here again, for someone to sit there, and have no drive or determination for the future. No drive or determination to make their lives better. Understand that is broken. That is not God's design. They are broken. They are wounded. And having that attitude, having that mindset is drying their bones. It dries their strength. They have no strength. That's why you see individuals like that. that they they're seem to be lifeless. Always tired. Uh they always that they have, they have no strength. They have no energy. They can't do anything. Why? Because that attitude, there's something broken. They don't want to move forward. They don't want to progress in life. And as a result of that, their bones are dried. Meaning their strength is withering. Are you hearing me? Yeah. So that attitude is wrong. It's broken. There's something wrong with it. When a person is in the hospital, one thing the doctors try to keep the patients to do or they tell their family, keep up their spirit. Say something to them, make them happy. Visiting hours, they have visiting hours to come in so their family and friends can be with them. Keep their spirit up because if their spirit breaks, then their strength will fail and they will die. Same thing for the little babies, these AIDS babies that, that are born. They, they realized that those babies were dying because nobody wanted to touch the baby. But when the individuals came in and they began to just have mercy and, and hold the baby and love on the baby, those babies began to live longer. Are you hearing me? When we as humans no longer have a drive or determination for better to move forward, we die. And so the Bible says again, a merry heart. It does good. Mary Hart is one that has received the word of God. Yes, receive hope. Believe in hope. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord. I'm moving forward. But a broken spirit, someone that is broken, does not want to progress in life. They do not want to make plans for the future. They want things to happen to them. They want you to make plans for them. What are we going to do? But they do not have their own plans. These individuals are broken, and the only way they're going to get healed is by opening up the gates of their heart and receiving what the Lord has to say. Amen. Are you hearing what's being said tonight? As long as your drive to move forward or your courage is wounded, you will lose strength. I can tell just as well in my life if I know I have something to do that day, something impressing to do that day, I got to get it. Drive comes up. You know, some, especially when you when there's something you want to do, someplace you want to go, you get strength to go, don't you? You may have been working all day or working all week, but on a certain days, certain time, you know you got something to do, and somewhere you want to go, you get some strength to go. When you want to go, but when you don't want to go, I'm too tired. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. What happens to strength? It's gone. But when we get our minds in tune with his mind, with the mind of Christ, we'll find new energy. We'll find new strength. If you lay there and die, it's nobody's fault but your own. Are you hearing what's being said? If you lay there and die and say, I can't do it, I'm not going to get any better. I'm always going to be this way. I'll always have this. You will die and it's nobody's fault but your own. Everything that is living grows. Everything that is living moves. Let's look outside rocks. They're not growing and they're not moving unless somebody else picks them up and throw them somewhere. Everything that is living Everything that has life grows and it moves and oftentimes it reproduces. Hallelujah. So we've got to simply decide what part of the spectrum we want to be on. We want to live or do we want to die? We want to move forward or do we want to stay here in the past? Always looking in the rearview mirror of our lives, always looking backward and never progressing forward. Yes, it happened. Yes, it happened to you. Yes, they deeply wounded you. But you have the choice whether to stay deeply wounded or to get healed and move forward. We don't have to remain broken. We can be healed. Emotionally, physically, every, every way Jesus has already paid the full price for our healing. We don't have to stay where we are. We can progress forward. Amen. Now, in order to do that, sometimes we're going to have to make some difficult decisions. There are going to have to be some relationships that are going to have to be cut off, Unfortunately. Because when you're moving forward, if you're around a whole lot of people that are intent to stay back, eventually, if you stay back with them, you will die as well. That's why eagles, or I can say chickens, don't fly with eagles. Are you hearing me? If you want to go up and you want to progress in life, find someone that is going up. Find someone that is progressing. Find something that is progressing. People are like elevators, my bishop says. People are like elevators. If you find one that's going up, get on and you go up with them. But too often we get on the wrong one and they're going down and we go down with them. Who are your friends? Who are your associates? Where are they going in life? Hallelujah. You see where they're going? Sooner or later, you'll go the exact same way. You have to choose. You have to make the decision. Praise the Lord. You can either win or lose. You can live or die. But living and winning requires sacrifice. Are you hearing me? Living and winning requires sacrifice. It's going to hurt sometimes. You're going to feel wounded sometimes. But the prize is in view, and we know it's worth it. So we continue on that way because we know that this glorifies the Lord. Amen? Amen. Now, let's begin to close out. And one, one we, You can't talk about dry bones without talking about uh, Ezekiel. Uh, turn your Bibles to the book of e- Ezekiel. I want you to turn there with me. Uh, Ezekiel, the 37th chapter here, the Lord actually shows uh, the prophet Ezekiel, a vision of a valley filled with dry bones, which were, which really symbolize the people of God. They were hopeless. They were without strength. And God sent the prophet Ezekiel in to tell him, to tell them that he's going to revive them and give them new hope and strength and vitality. Because again, if we are in a position where we're, where, no, where no change has occurred in our lives, there's been no growth. If God comes to you on the fruit tree of your life and says, give me fruit, and all we, if all we can hand him is some stale, dried up, prune or stale dried up apple that worms have been all in here, Lord. I bore this, uh, 10 years ago. Here, eat this. No. Where is the living fruit? What are we producing for Christ now? What are we producing for him now? Jesus expects fruit from us now. What are we doing for him now? Hallelujah. I've got to produce fruit for him now. Just coming to church is not good enough. Let me, let me drive that home to you. I'm not running for office so I can speak to you plainly. Coming to church is not good enough. Having a job in church is not good enough. Having responsibility is not good enough. Our heart has to be meshed with his heart. Our thoughts must be his thoughts or his thoughts must be our thoughts. We must be one. Amen. What I do for him should be for him and not for the approval of people it's not good enough just to stay with someone or stay with an organization out of responsibility. How many times have I heard men and and women or husbands and wives say, well, we're going to stay together for the children. We're going to stay together for the children. Or man said, well, I'm going to be here until the children grow up. You know, we're not really good together anymore. So as soon as the children get a certain age, I'm gone. And until then, that marriage is dead and it's stale. And how do we expect Jesus, Lord? I'm here, Lord, as long as I have the usher, I'm gonna be there at church, <laughs> I'm gonna drive the van, I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna do be in the parking lot, I'm gonna do that to fulfill my duty, my duties, my obligation. But that's not enough. Do y'all hear what I'm saying to you? Amen. Where's the love? Where's the care? Where's the compassion? Where's the zeal for Christ? I'm here for Jesus because I love him and it gets hard sometimes, no matter what position you're in. It gets hard sometimes. It gets hard sometimes. But I'm not here for myself or to run for office or to make people feel good. I'm here because I'm a bond slave of Christ. He owns me. I'm a prisoner of Christ. And I'm here to give him what he wants out of me. Are you giving God what He wants out of you, or are we just randomly choosing Him something out of the kitchen? Is Jesus sitting at the table of your life, and He has ordered steak, but you go back to the kitchen and you get Him a bologna sandwich? Here, Lord. <laughs> you say, "Well, it's food, isn't it, Jesus? It's food, isn't it?" He said, "No, that's not what I wanted from you. Yes, it's food, but it's not what I wanted from you." So you go back, he still says, I want steak. You go back and you get some filet mignon and bring it out. It's food, Lord, yes, but it's not the food that I require of you. When are we going to give him what he wants? And as long as he wants it, we're going to still keep giving it to him. Hallelujah. Regardless of, regardless of public opinion, we're still going to give it to him because we love him. Hallelujah. And we're called to be his servants. Amen. 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 What are you feeding Jesus? Remember the end, the Lord will say to, to, say to many, well done, you good and faithful servant. And the others, depart from me, you work of iniquity. Get out of here. I don't know you. You never gave me what I wanted. How can we stand before God and give him an excuse where well, we won't be able to give him an excuse? Because you'll know and he'll know what he called you to do. What has God called you to do? Amen? amen poets tight tonight amen. Ezekiel 37 I'm read this a little bit here then we're going to uh, be going home Ezekiel 37 it says the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones can you imagine that picture This man of God, Ezekiel, was probably in prayer and God gave him what we call an out of body experience. Or maybe he took him in the dream and he floated out of his body or he somehow the Lord took him and took him to a valley, a deep hole, a crater or whatever, filled with nothing but human remains, nothing but bones. What a sight. And he says, and, and calls me to pass by them roundabout. So he, shh, I can see him floating around the valley of bones, floating around. Ooh, Bones, bones, bones everywhere. He calls me to pass by roundabout. And behold, there were, there were very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. No life. No energy. No ability to go forward. Here again, saints, we've got to move forward. We've got to move forward. Hallelujah. Verse 3 says, and he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, oh, Lord God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, oh, ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Amen. How do we heal or how is strength given back to the bones once the bones are broken by hearing the word of the Lord? Amen. Are you hearing? Amen. Well, let's see what was said by hearing the word of the Lord. And uh, it says in verse number number five, thus saith. The Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you. Now, sinews uh, is t- are tendons, nerves and tendons. Think about bones. And the Lord said, I'm going to put nerves and tendons upon those bones. All right. And then uh, he said, and sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon that skin, right? Flesh upon you and cover you with, with skin. Yeah, so so we're talking about uh, sinews as, as nerves or and tendons. And now we're talking about muscles and, and now he's going to cover it with skin. And put breath in you and ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied uh, as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking in the bones came together, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. So he prophesied, dry bones live. And you imagine the noise, and bones start coming together. Boom, boom. The elbows connect to the arm bone, and the arm bone connect to the hand bone, and the leg bone connect to this bone. And they all came together and flesh, and you saw whole people there, but there was no life in the body. There's no breath. Verse 9. Then said then said he unto me prophesy unto the wind prophesy son of man and say unto, say to the wind thus saith the lord god come from the four winds o breath and breathe upon these slain that they may live so i prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came into them and they lived and stood up upon their feet uh, upon their feet, an exceeding great army. They stood up, boom, had attention. The army of the Lord stood up. This army, God brought forth this army out of a valley of dry bones, out of people that were broken and could not move forward. God said, I'll bring you to life again. Let's look a little bit further. Verse 11, it says, Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore, see, that's what they were saying. We're lost. We can't go any further. We lost the house. We lost the car. I lost my job. Don't have any money. We're lost. We can't go any further. We can't do anything. We're lost. Let's just sit right here and die. And that's where so many people are trapped right there, sitting and dying. And understand that that attitude is broken. They are broken people. Understand something. They are broken. And if that's you tonight, understand that is a broken, jacked up attitude. Are you hearing me? That's not the purpose of God for your life. We should be striving to move forward every part. Hallelujah. It's time for us now to come away from excuses. What's holding you back? I don't have any money. Well, there's something that we can do that does not involve money. We can do something. We can do something. I'm telling you, we won't be able to stand before God and offer them the excuse. I didn't have the money. I didn't have the people. I didn't have the building. Those are all excuses. There's something that we can do right here, right now, today, right where you are today, that will affect the change and that will produce fruit for Christ in your own lives. We must go forward. Oh, hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, we must go forward. We must go forward. Verse 12 says, Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. God said, I'm going to open your grave, open your front door. Hallelujah. I'm going to open your heart once again and cause you to come back into your promised land. Hallelujah. But our bones must receive life and strength. Can't play with it anymore. It's time to get it. Amen. Amen. Let's finish this out in verse 13. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves. O my people. And brought you up out of your graves. And shall put my spirit in you. And you shall live. And I will place you in your own land. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. And then shall ye you know that I and the Lord have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Oh, that's wonderful. Amen. God said he'll do it. But we've got to allow God to open up those graves of our heart, of our thinking, of our mind. Some of our minds got spider webs and cobwebs and And spiders in there. We try to get a new thought in there and the spider about cuss you out. The spider cuss you out. Don't bring the new thought in here. What's wrong with you? Are you hearing what I'm saying? We've got to open up our thinking, open up our thinking to new possibilities. There's more to us than meet the eye like transformers. There's more to you than meets the eye. But we can't dance with the devil and expect not to get dipped. When you dance with him, he's going to dip you and leave you down. You can't soar with the Lord Jesus and at the same time dance with the devil. It's not going to happen. The Lord said, I'm a jealous God. Who you want, me or the devil? You can't play play both of us. You're not a player. You can't be a player on God. You've got to decide what you're going to do. Decide who you are. You've got to make a decision. If your life's not moving forward, it's not God's fault, it's yours. But I've been hurt. I understand that. We've all been hurt. Amen? Amen. But it's time for us to move past the hurt and strive to move forward. I've got to go forward. I've got to go forward. I want better things for myself, better things for my family. I want to move forward. I'm, I'm tired of this and that. I want to move forward. I want to go higher in Christ, deeper in depth with Christ Jesus. I want to bring God much glory. I want to move forward. And we ought to get to the point that we become violent, that nothing will stand in my way. I will give God the glory and honor Amen. that he is due. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go forward. Don't let your bones dry out, but live. I pray you've heard the word of God tonight in Jesus mighty name. I got a lot out of that. I'm telling you, I did. I got a lot out of that. Well, those of you that are here tonight and those of you that are listening by Wave of CD, if you don't know the Lord, Jesus Christ as Lord and savior of your life. We're going to say this short prayer together. And I pray that if you pray this prayer, sincerely, The Lord will hear you, and he will answer you. So if everybody here, would you you stand with us at this time? And we're going to invite our Savior in our hearts because he loves us. And he is not here to condemn us. He's not here to embarrass us. He loves you. He loves you. And he does not want distance to be between you. So... Would you repeat with me? Would you pray with me and just say, Father, I come to you admitting that I have done wrong. I have sinned and I have fallen short of your glory. But I've heard that you're a loving God and that you will forgive me. So now I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And I confess Jesus as my master, my Lord, and as my Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Live in me. I accept you. And I thank you for accepting me. Now fill me with your precious spirit. I thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org.